Welcome to Mackie the Amateuring, episode 257. That's right. This is a podcast for people who are new to the game of magic, who are looking to improve their game of magic, or just want to be more involved in the magic community, or have a real weird time. (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And once again, we are recording from two separate parts of the globe. That's right. They're not super far apart, but they're far enough apart. Far enough apart. Thankfully, we have technology uh, called the energy of the air to send (laughs) our essences through a slipstream of time to communicate Mm -hmm, with one mm -hmm, another. mm -hmm. It's It's a science fact. It makes me feel a little strange. Um, you know, like whenever, do you ever have it when we're done, when we're done doing this, like where it's just sort of like you have, it's not like jet lag, but it's like, um, you know, transporting your essence through time lag. Oh, absolutely. After this, my essence really, is going to be like yeah. half on the floor. It really takes it out of you, man. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff as we kind of wind down 2017 and and say sayonara, Mm -hmm. you piece of garbage year. And (laughs) uh, we've got like exciting things on the horizon for 2018. Uh, We're going to dip into our mailbag. Megan's got a story time. There's new Rivals of Ixalan previews, at least one that Mm -hmm. we want to talk about with a brand new keyword for Rivals of Ixalan. We've got goals we've got to set for 2018. Uh, and then yep. we're going to do a little br- brief chat about legacy. Uh, so if, wow. you're, if that word kind of gives you hives like me, um, we're going <laughs> <laughs> to give you kind of a mini, mini primer on legacy uh, and what you can expect kind of coming up because there's a Grand Prix that's going to feature legacy coming up in the start of January. It's a whole lot mm-hmm. of stuff. And another one in April. Yes, so you really got to know your legacy April. stuff coming up. Um, you know, you know, oof. it's like, hey, what's wrong with you? Oh, I've just got the legacy hives, man. <laughs> yeah, and Not. I've definitely had the legacy hives the past couple of days here in Minnesota. I've quarantined myself off in our podcasting room. I've put up sheets oof. of plastic. It's like ET up in here. <laughs> Why did you put up the sheets of plastic? It's already just a room with a door. You know, I didn't want to chance any uh, passersby poking yeah. their heads in okay. and potentially okay. becoming infected. Fair enough. I've heard that once you've got the legacy hives, oh, yeah. they stick around for a good long time. They stick around for a while. <laughs> yeah. And yep, once yep, you've yep. got them, you know, you just, oh, it's there's rough. no cure. There's no cure known, except vintage, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but before oh, we man. start, I heard, that, I heard that she got over the legacy hives, but God, <laughs> then she got the vintage hives. And yeah, what else, yeah, what, for what sure. What are we going to do? It's a gateway disease. <laughs> You've heard of gateway drugs. Gateway disease. Yeah. Is there such a thing as a gateway disease? I'm pretty sure there is. There probably is, At least is, I can right? think of one. Yeah. You can even think of like you have a cold and then you're more likely to get something like pneumonia. This is not a medical podcast. I don't even know why I'm yes. going down this street. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. Like pneumonia isn't in and of itself like its own disease really, right? Pneumonia is a thing that you get when your body isn't able to handle some amount of shit that it's already trying to deal with and it can't and it's like oh god now i've also got pneumonia all i know is that pneumonia's got a silent p at the start of it like it's really cool and i'm like whatever pneumonia just because you have a silent p doesn't mean you're all that in a bag of chips yeah that's right <laughs> um i would say that most people who have pneumonia 
would not say that it is all that. No, no, certainly not. <laughs> they would say that it is, at best, a, a rough experience. Yeah. <laughs> at best, a rough experience. Magic the amateuring. Uh, new catchphrase, new catchphrase. <laughs> Before we dive into all the <gasps> awesome stuff that's coming up on the show, uh, let's say a quick thank you to everybody who supports the podcast on patreon.com slash mtacast. That's right. Thank you so much to everyone who makes the pop podcast. The popcast. The podcast. Um, the podcast possible, um, whether it is a, as little as a dollar an episode that you're donating or something more than that, um, it means so much to us. Like, seriously, every single patron of ours is gi- just like a little a little constellation and a little its own little star in my personal night sky. Oh, yeah, 100%. And for sure, there is a planet that circles you, the star of our hearts, that is capable of supporting life on Earth. So when we have destroyed this home of ours, we can find a new home on the planet which circles you and your brain. Each of you is a star with a planet that can support life. <laughs> you know who else Magic is Magic the Amateur. Car Kingdom. CarKingdom.com slash MTA cast. Right. Woohoo! Some of I the biggest stars in the, in the Magic in the magic item. Oh, God. <laughs> Constellation. I'm really doing great. They are, though. I mean. They're, they um, are. They're so spectacular. Um, they're, do you know what? If, if you were going to have a constellation that you named Constellation Card Kingdom, the stars that make it up would be incredible people that work there. Uh, they would be the fastest shipping in the West. Um, they would be just like a spectacular selection of things that you want to get. So you're getting a real Orion's Belt situation, <laughs> except it's the Constellation Card Kingdom. Card Kingdom is the stars that the, that, they, that the people of Rivals and Rivals of Ixalan and Ixalan use to navigate. That's how That's good their right. constellation is. It's not even a constellation. It's better. It's an asterism, which is something Whoa. like Orion's Belt that you can see with your eyes standing on Earth. You don't even need a telescope. You look up in the sky and you're like, Orion's belt. There, there it is. Go. The first cut, the little known fact, the first cut of Men in Black, uh, Orion's belt was not what they talked about. It was, in fact, the Card Kingdom constellation. But they that's had to change right. it uh, for right. script writing, blah, blah, blah. But that that's how good Card Kingdom is. Go to cardkingdom.com slash mtacast if you want to buy anything awesome from them or any cards, any battle decks, these kinds of things, so they know that you are a friend of MTA cast. Um, Speaking yeah, of Men can, in Black, yesterday yeah. I met someone who used to be Tommy Lee Jones' personal chef. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You didn't tell me you had Tommy Lee Moving Jones on. news for this episode. I'm, I forgot. I forgot. Wow. Anyway, so now this is like your third run-in kind of with Tommy Lee Jones in your life? This, yeah, this was like, a, this is like, you know, the, the two, the two degrees of separation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is, yes, I have had, I have seen in person Tommy Lee Jones twice. And now I have met the person who used to be his personal chef. Do you feel like you have a personal connection with Tommy Lee Jones? You know, that Do you maybe know he doesn't know about. He seems really grumpy, so I'm going to go with no. Okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. I just feel like this is just no. a high volume. This is a high number. <laughs> it is, it is. But, you know, San Antonio, it's got some celebrities to its name. That's one of them. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. This has been your Tommy Lee Jones update. It's time for a quick dip into our mailbag. 
So that's right, Maria. This is a great question. Yeah, I this really is enjoy this question. Props to the person who asked this question. If you want to ask us a question, it's open to patrons on our Discord chat, which you get access to when you're a patron at patreon.com slash MTA guest. Uh, and this one is from Friendly Local. Here you go. If you were travel agents, how would you pitch the locations on the flip lands to people looking to take a vacation? Wow, great question, great question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so we all have right. pulled up a list of all the flip cards in Ixalan, and we're going to go through them and uh, give you our pitch. So if you want to pack up your bags, if you've been looking for a vacation, uh, we've got some options for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll start out with the Temple of Aklazots. Um, do you know what? If this, is, this is for the most adventurous amongst travelers. So if you feel like you've got a lot of gumption and get up and go, then this temple is for you because you're going to get to explore some recently rediscovered architecture. And let me tell you, the the artistry on it is just spectacular. It's just spectacular. Uh, Plus, you're going to get to look at some premium bloodstains, which is not something that every location can offer. So it's not for the the faint-hearted amongst you. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the sunset in a glorious manner, perhaps check out Conqueror's Foothold. Not only will you see a rainbow-filled sky with a sun as golden as a newborn daisy, but you'll also stay in one of our luxury palace rooms. Check out the tower for the mere cost of $2,050 a night. You can see all of Ixalan's fish jumping in the waters. Are they fish or are they merfolk? You can go down to our beaches for a morning mimosa and find out for yourself. Congress Foothold, $2,500 a night. If you grew up watching The Land Before Time, if you wished that you could rediscover films from your childhood and all of their glory, do you know what? This land isn't illustrated. It is Itlamok, Cradle of the Sun, and it just might be the vacation for you. If you're looking for a place to roam amongst towering dinosaurs or to enjoy the lush vegetation that there is to offer, hey, come on down to the Cradle of the Sun. If you are the kind of person who just wants to get away from it all, including other people and civilization entirely, you might want to check out Lost Vale. We'll give you a knife and say, good luck, idiot. Here's your vacation. (laughs) Try to come back. (laughs) Lost Vale. Not only will you be lost, but so will all of your hope. Lost Vale. Check it out. Good luck, idiot. (laughs) There's a vacation I'd go on. Oh, yeah. Here's a knife and just go for yeah. it. You know what? <laughs> See if you can survive. Get on out there. <laughs> That's like the vacation hey, for rich people who have big... too much money. <laughs> yeah. Hey, are you a big history buff? Or do you know someone who is? Then Adanto the First Fort is the vacation spot for you. You'll get to rediscover all of the militaristic origins of, of Ixalan's most militaristic people, the vampires. Come on down to Adanto the First Fort. You can look at Banners, flags, swords, armor, horses, and other stuff. Hey, are it's you like a sa- slice are you right upset? out of history. Go oh, wait, ahead, what'd you say? What'd you say? I said it's a slice right out of history. <laughs> hey, are you upset with the water pressure in your current showerhead? 
Well, guess what? Have we got the place to clean your innards and your outards? It's Primal Wellspring. It's not really so much a vacation destination as a giant shower. But who doesn't need a shower after tromping through the the miles and miles of weird kind of like jungle that you're going to see? Well, you will need it. You will need it. The setting only goes up to 10 and it's going to probably drown you. Primal Wellspring. Check it out. Hey, have you ever read a Jane Austen novel and thought, what's the big deal with Bath? <laughs> then, as Canton, the sunken ruin is the place for you, because this is like Bath times ten. It's not some weird old water contaminated with who knows how many thousands of people bathing in it over the course of time. No, and as Canton, the sunken ruin, you're guaranteed to be one of only a handful of bathers who have ever made it there. Wow, that sounds great. I want to go there. Honestly, of all the places that we've looked at, it's like one of the nicest. Yeah, that one's going to be great. Well, how about this one? Are you tired of sitting on a chair that's comfortable? Why not sit on a giant pokey spire? Spires of Oroska could be the place for you. You can climb up to the top if you're somebody who likes to do those cave walls in various gyms and look like really cool with your carabiners. Spires of Oroska is the place that you can check out, climb to the tippy tippy top, take a view of all of Ascanta. I mean, Ixalan or whatever. Oh, no, I feel like I let a secret slip. Oh, is that where Ascanta is? I don't know. That's a sales tactic. Boom. Hey, do you need a little bit of an objective when it comes to your vacations? Are you bad at relaxing with no purpose in sight? Well, then Treasure Cove is the place for you. Because while you're enjoying the sunshine, the beaches, and the beautiful palm trees, you're also going to be able to search for giant boxes full of gold coins. Treasure wow, Cove. Wow, I need, I need that vacation. <laughs> I know, right? Just make all your money back. That sounds great. <laughs> And finally, <clears throat> are you the kind of human being that likes fire? A pyromaniac, for example, or somebody that just likes to be warm. Spitfire Bastion could be the place where you want to end up. You'll have control of a fire cannon. If that kind of thing gets your gears running hot, well, consider taking a trip to the Bastion where you can launch fiery cannonballs at your enemies and take a dip in our lava baths. Spitfire Bastion, <laughs> you'll probably end up with third-degree burns. Can we appreciate the fact that... <laughs> The, the person who had Vance's blasting cannons, like, of, you know, Vance of Vance's blasting cannons fame. Yeah. His full name is Ripley Vance. Really? Yeah. Because it's at the bottom of Spitfire Bastion. Now, instead of a ship, oh, yeah. Ripley Vance commands a fortress. Ripley Vance. Ripley Vance. Man, if you don't own a fortress or command a f fortress if, and your name is Ripley Vance, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Honestly, I think it just sounds like it just sounds like the the front man for an '80s band. Ripley Vance, Ripley Vance and Vance's blasting cannons. 
All right, well, Rivals Lixon just around the old corner. We've got our first look at some of the cards from this set. Now, of course, we already saw some of the cards uh, that are kind of more of the, the FNM promo cards, Gulta Primal Hunger and Silvergill Adept. So we do know that those are already in the set. But we've got a new, a new one that we just saw the other day, Vona's Hunger. It is two and a black for an instant. And it's got a lovely, uh, I guess that's Vona on the front. I think uh, Vona's so. surrounded by like a yellow golden light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vona, our vampire friend. And it has, oh, has the, a the new keyword. The golden light of, uh, yeah. of Orozka itself. Ascend. If you control 10 or more permanents, you get the city's blessing for the rest of the game. What? what the heck does that mean? But we're going to find out. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. If you have the city's blessing, instead, each opponent sacrifices half the creatures he or she controls, rounded up. Nice. Pretty solid. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I like the idea of Ascend, and it's kind of pretty flavorful with finding mm -hmm. the lost city or whatever. Yeah. And I guess if you find it, you get the blessing of the city or something like that, question mark? That makes sense. Um, it's a powerful, magical force. Yeah, it's pretty cool because... Like <laughs> <laughs> Ten or more permanents. How difficult is that in an average game of magic? I mean, lands count. Um, right. So... I, I think it's achievable. It's not easy, but it's achievable for sure. Yeah, right. So this is a rare, by the way. I didn't say that. Um, yeah. No matter what, you know, they're going to uh, sacrifice one for three mana, mm -hmm. which isn't a terrible rate. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, like, you would play this card anyways. I think especially you, yeah, instant speed is pretty pretty good. Right, instant speed, um, very important here. Uh, mm -hmm, if there are half mm -hmm. the creatures, uh, he or she controls rounded up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, late, it's, it, it's good because it scales with the game. So this mechanic seems like, you know, you'll get something early on, which will just be the normal sort of rate you would pay for a card. And then you get a special extra bonus version of the card if you've managed to achieve a cent. Yeah, it's kind of nice because it's sort of like, oh, yeah, if you're casting this later, you're more likely to have a cent. And if you have a send, you're going to, in this case, you're you're going to get a lot more value out of this sucker, which is pretty sick. I wonder, this this kind of makes me wonder if there'll be other cards in this set that um, deal with permanence from the player that normally we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to deal with as easily. Like, I'm thinking of something like a crazy, like, land destruction. Ooh, you want some um, land destruction up in here? I mean, Megan, I've told you about I've been playing Legacy, and it has yeah. whetted my appetite to blow up lands. <laughs> April, you getting, April would be you're getting so wastelanded proud. a little bit up in there? Yeah, yeah. I've definitely been wastelanded, and I have wastelanded. And um, turns out I like it. I like the feeling <gasps> of destroying land. Maria. I know. It makes me you very. monster. It's very evil. It's a very evil thing to do in magic. It really is an evil thing to do. Um, some would say it's as evil as countering somebody's spell, but uh, I don't know. Um, but what? <laughs> countering someone's spell is not evil. It's it's just. <laughs> it's just. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, this card. This card seems pretty cool. Uh, I'm interested to see what mm -hmm. other things we're gonna uh, get from Ascend moving forward, um, and how. Me too. You know, it, it comes into play and how it matters. And I mean, like, 
treasure is going to be a thing uh, again in Rivals of Ixalan, I can only mm -hmm. imagine. And mm -hmm. that's a way to up your permanent count kind of on a faster clock than you might normally be able to. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't actually think about it, but with treasure, like, Ascend seems certainly more achievable earlier. Yeah. Cool. So that's pretty Well, that's I'm, pretty I'm, cool. I'm excited about that. And just yeah. sitting here looking at some of these previews again, I almost forgot about Galta Primal Hunger. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> that's correct. Card's freaking sweet. 12-12. Nice. Just a 12-12. Um, in fact, speaking of uh, previews and how they, you know, they get started in earnest after the first of the year. This yeah. Wednesday, uh, so tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, we're going to have a video up that talks about our our ideas of what might be coming. Um, it's ah, our, yes. As you say it, our Ixalan Predixalons. Yes, Ixalan Predixalons. Uh, we're going to take a stab at what we think is going to happen in Ixalan. And uh, if you remember, we did normal Ixalan Predixalons before Ixalan, and uh, we were pretty right on a lot of stuff. Not to toot our own horn, but toot, toot. Guess what, everybody? It's time for story time with Megan. That's right. Uh, so, last time we left off was in the middle of the Ixalan story. Um, and we know that, you know, Vraska's captain of this sick pirate ship, and Jace doesn't know who he is, and everybody's looking for Araska. You know, Huatli's there. Um, there's Angrath, the giant minotaur, who's, you know, also stuck there and also mad and looking for stuff. Um, and then there's all the merfolk and all, who are also going to go look for stuff because uh, Kumena was like, do you know what? I'm going to go to Araska, and I'm going to harness the power to make sure nobody else does. And then some of the better merfolk were like, that's not how it works. Um, so that's... <laughs> that gets us caught up with what we talked about last time. All right. What's, hap what's the new haps in the magic story time? Okay. So the new haps is that Jason and Vraska are like besties right now. Um, Cute. And uh, yeah, Vraska and like they, you know, they just, they just talk about Ravnica and Vraska tells Jace about Ravnica and, you know, also that... You know, the Azorius there were real effed up to her and the other Golgari, and that's messed up. Um, and so she's sort of like, oh, this sad stuff happened. And Jace is like, I'm sorry, I think you're great now. Um, and she's like, oh, that's nice. I think that you're great now also. Does um, she, is she, like, telling him that he's a planeswalker? I mean, does he understand that? She, she didn't tell him at first, but then she did just tell him now. Oh, okay, okay. Like, she very recently told him. She was like, hey, you know how you try and do that thing sometimes where you try to get away and then you can't? That's planeswalking, and usually you'd be able to go somewhere else. But here you can't, and, you know, there's some sort of enchantment. And also, she thinks that whatever magical force is in Oraska that they're chasing... Um, it also has the enchantment that's keeping them there. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, and then Jace fixes the thematic compass, which is the compass that um, <laughs> Nicholas, Nicholas Bolas. <laughs> Nicholas Bolas. Gave to Vraska to help her find Orozco when she was on Ixalan. Um, it wasn't working. So Jace, who's like trying so hard to, you know, to be nice and to live up to Vraska's expectations and everything, he actually fixes it. Um, he does still say a lot of annoying sentences. Like, Jace is better, for sure. He's, like, not whiny. He's just, like, trying real hard. Okay. Um, but sometimes when he talks, he still does say annoying, long, weird sentences that you're just like, this isn't how, this, this isn't, this isn't necessary, Jace. <laughs> 
this isn't how a conversation needs to be going right now. But, you know, he's trying real hard. Okay. And that's great. Um, yeah, and then, so they, um, so they're looking for the city, but then the merfolk find out. So they, they wreck Vraska's ship. They summon, like, a giant storm. And it wrecks Vraska's ship, and it also wrecks Vona's ship. Like, Jonah's, Vona's giant vampire ship. Oh, man, um, that ship's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, oh, so I learned some of the, like, background about Ixalan. So Ixalan is actually the continent that they're all on right now. Um, and there's, uh, let me, I have to remember what the, what the name of the other one was. Like the old, there's basically like the old continent, right? That yeah. all of the vampires came from and that, um, the Legion of Dusk, which is like the vampire order helped conquer that old, the old continent. Um, which was, let me see, let me see. So Ixalan is still kind of like an island area just off the coast of Ixalan? <laughs> it's not like an island area. It's kind of like, right, it's, it is still kind of modeled on like the, the, the model of like, hey, you know, the U.S. and the Americas were like this big continental region. And then there was Europe and the Europeans who came over. Yeah. Like European. But, but the vampires were from there. To yeah, so, the, so yeah, so the so the vampires are like the old school conquistadors, um, in that also they're terrible people. Um, <laughs> well, hashtag vampire. <laughs> yeah, hashtag vampire. Ha- hashtag conquistadors. Hashtag terrible people. Um, so like they're from this old continent. The old continent of Torazon was where the Legion of Dusk like. Ages and ages and ages ago, they became vampires. They, like, made a choice to become vampires and to start drinking blood to be immortal. Wow. Um, yeah. And so their story of, like, the immortal son that's in Orozca actually used to be on the continent of Torazan, where they're all okay. from. Um, but then, like, and there was kind of, like, a balance. But then, like, one of the one of the people from the continent decided that he wanted to claim it for himself. So he went and tried to take it, but then, like, some giant winged being came and took the immortal sun from him and then took it to Ixalan, right? Took it to this other continent. Holy um, and then cow. Yeah. And so there's the first, there's the saint. Saint Alenda is, like, the saint of the vampires. Because they're, like, this big weird religious order, actually, right? In, yeah. In the, in the plane of Ixalan, the vampires are this big religious order. And their original saint is Saint Alenda, who became a vampire and then pursued the the thing that had taken the immortal sun away. So, the so vampires what's the are problem looking... with the immortal sun going away? Are they not immortal or something? So they're immortal only as long as they drink blood. And if they find the immortal sun, their their sort of mythos is that, like, if they find the immortal sun, they'll be able to be immortal without drinking blood. Wow. That's like so, all upside vampires. Yeah. Most of them see it. So most of the vampires think of it as a quote unquote curse, right? They're like, oh, we don't want to drink blood. And in their, like, they only technically drink the blood of what they consider sinners. So it's like criminals and stuff like that. Or like the pirates, they feel like they can drink pirate blood because it's like, oh, you're criminals. Um, so I really hope that we get to see the card of the saint in this set. That would be awesome. Is she, is she like still yeah. alive or is she, okay. I don't know. Like maybe she's in Orozca. Like maybe she's part of, maybe she pursued it there. Who knows? Oh man. I'm um, so excited now. <laughs> yeah. 
it's like very, it's, it's very cool. Um, and so anyways, yeah. And then like Vona is like really messed up because Vona was originally just like, right. So a long time ago, she took the blood oath. She became a vampire, you know, yeah. uh, and she was a big time conqueror. And then like when they conquered all of Torazan, the old, you know, the old country, um, she like had her own set of land and she was like, this is boring. So she killed all of the serfs who worked her land. Jeez. And then, and then the queen, the queen Meralda of Torazan was like, hey, uh, I want to have like a bunch of ships go and try and find St. Alenda and find Araska and find the immortal son. And Vona was like, that sounds like a party. I'm going to go. So she's just a big time murderer. Wow. Vona. Yeah. Makes sense of their like, card. Yeah, Maverin Fine is, like, you see him in the middle of, like, a blood fast, which is where he's not drinking any blood, and he shows up at Adanta the First Fort, and he's, like, you know, talking talking all crazy talk, um, just, like, not making any sense. And then they put him in, they put him in, like, the, the holding cells or whatever, and they're like, oh, do you know what, like, you need to break your blood fast, there's a criminal down here, we're gonna, like, have the whole ceremony where then you get to, you know, suck the blood of this criminal or whatever. <laughs> And he just, like, tears down the wall and, you know, just sucks the guy's blood anyway. Wow. That's hardcore. It's real hardcore stuff. It's, like, real wild and weird. So that's, like, I feel like that's the biggest part of the story that I need to tell you guys is that you learn a lot of, like, the the mythos and then, like, also the history of of the continent of of Ixalan. So do we know if these vampires can go back from whence they came or are they also trapped in Ixalan? No, so Torazan is just like another continent. Oh, so it's just in the same, on the same yeah. plane. Yeah, okay, it's on the it. same plane as Ixalan. It's just like an old, con- it's the, the other continent. And as far as I can tell, the Legion of Dusk, which is all of the people who turned vampire, um, they, they helped conquer that entire continent. Wow, I'm, I'm super into this. This, um, this story with the vampires seems uh Really cool. I yeah. I want to know more. Um, um, and it's and not so just because I want to play them in standard. <laughs> yeah. So now, like, both of those ships were wrecked, right? And so, like, Jason Vraska are in a boat going upstream trying to follow the compass. Vona is in the jungle stalking them. And then um, Angrath is there somewhere, too. And then Huatli and Tishana have teamed up. Um, even though even though Huatli's people and Tishana and the Merfolk, they're, they're like, old-school enemies. But they're just both like, we need to go protect the city because all of these people are going to go try and find it. And it'll be terrible if they do. So they're teaming up and they're also trying to find it. Um, wow. Yeah. So this is like a race a race to Araska, it's, huh? Yeah, it's the race to Araska. It's literally a, a race. So this is like the amazing race, but like even more amazing. Yeah, even more amazing. Much higher stakes. Oh, cool. Well, this story is yeah. getting kind of cool. I'm, I'm into it. It's pretty, it's pretty great. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I'm wearing my pirate shirt in support. <laughs> Megan's pirate shirt, everybody. Yeah, yes. pirate shirt, pirate shirt, pirate shirt. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's excellent story time. That's actually uh, really who knows, cool. Who knows what's going to happen? Raska's still keeping the big... Tra- she She did tell Jace that someone kind of named I think she calls him like Lord Nicholas or something like that something weird but she's mostly keeping the secret that this like giant powerful elder dragon um who's super evil is what sent her to Ixalan 
Um, so okay. let's, you know, I feel like maybe when she lets that one slip, that's going to throw a, a wrench into her and Jace's plans. I also wonder if, like, Jace ever regains his memories, if he's going to be become, like, if he's going to have a conflict between the better person that he is now and then, like, the insufferable person that he was before. Like, he's going to go back to, he's going to find his way back to the um, the gate watch or whatever, and they're going to be like, oh, it's Jace again. Just get out of here. Buy your hair gel and just go sit in your room. <laughs> he's going to be like, no, 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 exactly. you don't understand. I've been friends with Gorgon. I've been on this pirate ship. I've been in the sun a lot. Uh, you know, I, I've been wearing ripped, cut-off jeans. And they're like, no, Jace, not cut-off jeans. But he's like, no, I'm different. Exactly. Who knows? Who knows, knows? man? Hey, everybody. Before we move on to giving you our 2017 in review slash looking forward at what's going to come in 2018, we need to stop and thank our newest member of the MTA family, a sponsor that we're so happy to have on board, Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro, it's the uh, wonderful place where you can go to get everything of the highest quality that you need for your Magic the Gathering uh, uh, addiction. Is that the right word? Hobby, love, desire, Hobby. you know, you, you yeah. choose. That's you right. You choose, okay? You've got cards that you love playing, so why not give them a beautiful home like an Ultra Pro deck box or a binder or sleeves? What about the most amazing playmat you've ever played on? You can get ones with um, unstable art on them, and that's something what? that I am going to be doing because I am super excited about that. That's right, unstable art on playmats from Ultra Pro. Uh, not only the sleeves, but also the playmats. You can put it all together and uh, and uh, like just have a wonderful you know squirrel home for all of your stuff. That's uh, that's what I'm into. Me too. Ultra Pro, we couldn't be more happy to have them as kind of our gear sponsor on Magic the Amateuring. Megan's a huge fan of the Eclipse sleeves, and so am I. Um, they and with flip cards, like silk. They shuffle like silk with flip cards in the set. You want to be careful if you're playing in competitive environments that you um, you can't see the other side of the card inside the That's sleeve, right. or you might get a judge call. And Eclipse sleeves deal with that in a really lovely way. Maria. Yes. Tell us about what happened in 2017 for you. Just a what's, look back? <laughs> yeah. What's, what's your word on 2017? In, in the magical realm? Yes. God, let's okay. not talk about anything else. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. Um, geez, 2017 was, full, was filled with a lot for magic. I mean, mm -hmm. it went, the game, we've, we've, we saw a lot of changes uh, we saw some really interesting sets pass our way. Uh, we had a lot of fun with Unstable. I think that's a huge highlight for me for 2017. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, we'd never played in an unset before, with an unset before, and that one was just awesome. Um, if you're talking, like, Absolutely. podcast stuff, I mean, we really ramped up our YouTube channel in 2017, which is mm -hmm. um, something mm -hmm. that I think is really, really cool and I'm super proud of and... Yeah. And all Let's that. talk about the sets, right? Sure. Because do you know what? When we were when we were putting together the Crimby Awards for last <laughs> week. Yeah. Uh-huh. The infamous Crimby Awards. Um, I I was like, I can't believe Ether Revolt was earlier this year. I know, right? That was the first set of, of twenty seventeen. And it just feels like ages ago because so much magic has happened between now and then. I know, we were sitting there and I was like, Untethered Express, was that really this year? How could you forget? 
I mean, how could I forget uh, the pain train? But uh, I mean, it's just incredible. Time flies when you're having fun and playing magic, I suppose. It really does. So we had Ether Revolt. We had Amonkhet. We had Hour of Devastation. Like, just also, like, one of the most fun draft environments that we've played in in ages. Yeah. And we called for the full destruction of a world, and we got it. That's right. We had been there ever since... Ever since that we, we were back on Zendikar, we were like, let's tear this place apart. <laughs> and you know what? It got torn apart. And it was it was beautiful in its own horrific it way. It was. It was in a really terrible, sad, destructive way. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a sight it was. You know what? Um, we usually make goals for ourselves on the show, you know, mm-hmm. and we say, this is what I hope to do before the end of the year. And I was trying to remember what my goal for 2017 was. And I want to say that it was uh, day twoing a constructed another, mm-hmm. uh, or no, I was probably said it was day twoing a, a limited GP, which um, I didn't achieve, but I didn't also didn't play in that many. But I did day two yeah. another constructed GP at Vegas. You did. Um, so that was and that it was, was modern. It was achieved. a new constructed format for you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was modern, um, and the one previous had been standard. Um, and then, so I'm gonna put on top of that on top of that goal, a goal for 2018, which mm-hmm. is make day two of an event and uh, cash it. There nice. you go. Great goal. Megan's already achieved this goal. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Although, so this year. Very mediocre GP year for me. Well, we we Not, really didn't get a chance to hit up as many as as we did. It's true. I, I was certainly hoping to to play more of them, but um, I'm like, I'm working on finishing up my holiday cards, and like, I just love the number of people that we've gotten to know. You oh, know, absolutely! It's like one of one of the best things is just like all of the amazing, wonderful friends. Um, that we've, that we've met playing magic. It's such a delight. Um, and it feels like it's, it's the best part of it. For sure. Oh, for sure. Can you believe yeah. all these people? We would have no, you know, we wouldn't know who they are. And now we know them and they're like some of the greatest people that we know. Like, what a gift. It's awesome. It really is. Um, also, I was thinking about it, like, I, I set the goal of, um, of winning a PPTQ. And yep. I did. Yes, you did. Which was awesome. And then I top aided that RPTQ. Yep. So I feel like I'm I'm very very proud of those accomplishments. What um, are you gonna do for like, What are you gonna set for 2018? I don't know. I gotta think about it. Okay. Because I feel like I mean like I definitely I definitely want to win another PPTQ. Yeah. Um, I haven't been playing a ton, but I'm hoping to to like just make it to more events. Um, yeah, I think, I think maybe I'm going to have to think about, like, my goal might be more in terms of, like, making sure that I'm giving myself lots of opportunities to play competitive magic, because I do love it so much. Um, but, you know, like, we do a lot of work to, to make the podcast happen, and a lot of work to make the videos happen, and then, like, a lot of work that we do for, for coverage, and so I think that I often, like, let myself get caught up in all of that. And let the competitive play kind of be the thing that lags. So, like, just making more time to be a competitive player because I really love that part. 
Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great goal. And uh, we've already got plans in the works for, you know, we're thinking about which GPs we're going to hit up in 2018 mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And uh, it's making me super excited, looking forward to to playing again and uh, getting my hands uh, on some, some cards and getting into battle. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, guess what? I tip my toe, poke my toe into the waters of legacy of magic. And um, I just want to tell everybody a little bit about it. Um, I did it on, on stream. Some people got to watch me, twitch.tv slash magic the amateuring. And I'm still going to be doing it in the in the coming days. And Megan, you were in stream uh, mm-hmm. watching me flail, flail around like a fish that's been pulled out of the water and slapped down on the sand as yep. I kind of <laughs> tried that to... Is a, that is an <laughs> adequate way to maybe describe that. <laughs> to figure out what I was doing. Um, because I'm trying to prep for Grand Prix Santa Clara coming up and uh, first weekend of January, which, by the way, is also going to be home to Loading Ready Runs pre-pre-release for uh, Rivals of Ixalan. That's I believe. right. So, geez, this stuff is sneaking up on us. Some super uh, exciting guests. Um, oh, yeah. They've got Melissa DeTora, obviously one of our favorite human beings. Woo! Um, Chris Van Meter. Oh, um, great. Who makes Love those? Chris. Who makes some of those thick decks that you can get from um, some of the battle decks from Card Kingdom. Right, Absolutely. author of some of those, awesome. Yes, um, and then two of the hosts of Magic Mike's, um, Evan Irwin and Ruben Bressler. Right? Am I getting yeah, this correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, awesome. I think so. So it's gonna be sick. Yeah, so make super sure you tune exciting. in. Awesome. Um, but if if you're not tuning in, and you and you want to, and you're like, oh, let's let's look at some legacy stuff. I here's the thing. <laughs> I was terrified, okay? I was terrified yeah. of learning legacy. Um, the same way I, I, I remember being terrified of learning modern. Um, and I think this is kind of just the way that a lot of players who are new to any format, terrified of learning standard, terrified of learning draft, or whatever, mm-hmm. feel uh, at the very start of learning something. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, when I was in high school, I had a teacher, an English teacher, who drew something on the board the first day of class. It was an AP class, and he was like, here, look at this. And it was a big swirly mess. And he's like, that's what you're going to feel like on the first day of class. But as we continue through the semester, it'll stop getting like all swirly and turn kind of into more of a pure circle until it just feels normal. And I, I, that's kind of the way I, I've described learning a new format in Magic as well. What did this person teach? English. What is this? English. That's- I drew it on. I the- really think that an English teacher should be able to come up with a better metaphor than that one. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's helped me a lot in my life. Uh, at, at, when I start something, I'm like, okay, now it's just like a huge, a huge jumbled mess of crap. But slowly, it, it, I, you, I have to draw it. It doesn't work if you're not drawing it. <laughs> it turns into a circle. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's how I felt, like a big jumbled mess. And uh, you know what? Once you start to kind of nose around in it, it's really not that scary. Um, the best way that I can say to prep yourself if you're interested in kind of seeing what Legacy all, is all about is to play some Legacy Cube. And that's honestly kind of what introduced me to the format a little bit. Uh, got me familiar with some of the cards that you'll mm-hmm. see in Legacy. Um, and maybe not as, uh, as scared about it going in. But, I mean, the truth is, it's an enormous card pool. If you think there's a lot of cards in Modern, well, guess what? Legacy has even more. There's a million decks! You can't yeah. even... People will say... The best players in the world will say they'll go to a Legacy Tournament, sit down, and have absolutely no idea what the person across from them is doing because <laughs> there's just so many cards and so many decks uh, that yeah. uh, 
are possible. Uh, Maria, obviously, yeah. You got you you got you got turn one killed on stream the other day. Yes, I did. You can kill people on turn one in Legacy. Yeah, speaking of the things that you can do in Legacy <laughs> or that can happen in Legacy. Oh, I got Maria stormed got out. Stormed on turn one. It, it was, was wild. It was absurd. I played my land, passed, and they're like, okay, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's all that had time to it was like, I just sat there and I had to just be, you know, I was in awe. It was like seeing the face of God before yep. me being killed on turn one by Storm and Legacy. Um, oh my gosh. Just it nutty. Really they, something else. They say modern is a turn three format. Well, I don't know. Is Legacy a turn one format? Not quite sure. But but the, that that's a good point because so one of the things that kind of defines Legacy is the fact that you have to be doing stuff that is so absurdly powerful and broken and mm -hmm. so quickly. Um, even though the games tend to kind of drag out, if you're not doing something like that early on, as early as turn one of the game, you're going to be so far behind the rest that you might as well be dead. <laughs> Quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, you're playing cards like Force of Will. You're playing cards like Days. Guess what? You don't have to have a single stinking mana in play to counter somebody's spell with those two cards. Get no. out of here. No. Good grief. You're playing Him to Torak. Discard two random cards. That's a beating. You're playing yeah. Wasteland. Blow up your land. You're playing Brainstorm. You're playing uh, Umazawa's Jite. Brainstorm, uh. honestly, like one of the least impressive of all the things you just... I know, it is. <laughs> one of the least incredibly. Brutal. Like, yeah. it does a lot of good, it does a lot of impressive stuff, but, like, in terms of just being completely brutal for your opponent, yeah, less yeah. on the scale. This, ugh, it, here's, here's the deal, like, it's, it's absolutely absurd the things that you can do in Legacy, and hopefully your deck is equally as absurd as your opponent's, so you can both be doing the crazy shenanigans. Um, when I started down to try it out, sat down to try it out for the first time, it was really blowing my mind how much um, <laughs> cards like Days, Force of Will are so, so, so important in this mm -hmm. format. And Absolutely. you're just able to counter spells, like we said, for like, nothing. That's why Force of Will has to be, like, you know, people have said, like, it needs to be in the format, because it's just like, otherwise, yeah. there's a chance that with no, you, you can just die without forgetting to put a land into play. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but that all being said, I did, I did actually, after I played just a little bit with it, lost almost every game that I played. I found that it was actually pretty fun and very, very skill-intensive and skill-testing. Um, it rewards tight play and punishes bad play. And that's where you start with any format, right? It's like, yeah, if you... Honestly, even with, like, new decks, like, sometimes when I pick up a new modern deck that I'm interested in trying, I'll lose... So many games in a yeah, row. Like, yeah. not even get a game win in. Like, far, like even less a match win is, like, completely unimaginable. But then, like, as you adapt and as you learn, you know, you got to give yourself that time. Um, and be, you know, be forgiving of the fact that it's like, hey, yeah, you're going to lose. Right. <laughs> you're going right. to lose. Um, but that's part of the journey that's of winning. That's of the journey, indeed. And, it, you know, it, it is a very expensive format. Magic Online is one of the cheapest places that there is to play Legacy. That being said, it's still not cheap. Um, but if you're interested, you know, it's going to be scary. It's going to be terrifying. Uh, watch some videos of some decks that, that you see people playing that you think you might like. Um, there's no aggro deck in the format, really, unless I guess you count. There's Burn. 
storm or burn or something. Yeah. Um, but there's no creature aggro deck. I played Death and Taxes because that was kind of like the closest thing, quote unquote. But it's actually super long grind. Uh, grindy matchups most of the time with that kind of deck, even though yeah. it plays like it looks like kind of like a white weenie deck in disguise. Um, but I don't know, man. There's still so much to learn for me in Legacy. But my overall takeaway was, you know, I went into it just absolutely bone chillingly terrified, and I'm leaving kind of like, you know what? It's just another format, and it's just some more cards. They're just more powerful than what you're used to, but it still leads to usually interesting and very complex games. <laughs> Unless you get killed on turn one by Star. And in which case, oh well. <laughs> in which case, hashtag legacy, hashtag vampires, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag conquistadors, hashtag terrible people. Thanks so much for listening to our episode this week. I truly hope you'd enjoyed it, and I hope you've enjoyed listening to Magic the Amateuring throughout all of 2017. If you became a member of the Less Than 1% Club on patreon.com slash mtacast, thank you so much for being a member of our family uh, this year, and we hope that you'll continue to be a member of our family through 2018. January is usually a month that's super hard on content creators as a lot of people drop off their subscriptions. And while we totally understand if we if you do, we do hope that you stick around and continue to support the show and what we do. It means, it really does mean so much to us. Um, thank you again to our sponsors, uh, cardkingdom.com uh, slash mtacast. It's a great place. It just, it's a great place, period. It's a great and place for stuff, but also it's a great place. <laughs> Accurate. And thanks, of course, to Ultra Pro for being the gear sponsor of MTA Cast. They'll keep mm-hmm. your cards safe and uh, your kids safer. Ultra Pro. UltraPro.com. <laughs> and by kids, we, by kids, we mean your magic cards. Yes, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> magic cards are my, are my children and my yeah. cats. My cats yeah. and my cards. <laughs> so thanks everybody I uh, have a great um, uh, 2017 of what's left of it and we'll see you in 2018 with some rivals of Ixalan spoilers coming your way and don't forget to check out our YouTube channel youtube.com slash mtacast for that uh, video of our rivals of Ixalan predictions of what we're going to see in the set happy holidays and new years good night and Good draws. Good, good draws. <laughs> <laughs>